Hi everyone, Matt here, and today I'm doing a solo episode talking about hiring in 2022. Now, as I'm sure you're probably aware, the job market is red hot now in 2022, and it's become really difficult to hire. And that's been something that I've been thinking a lot about recently. And the reason is, is we had a great 2021 and we're looking to expand the team. We're looking to do more this year. We're looking to grow our revenue and we want to build out the team. So that means hiring. And I've noticed already that it's significantly harder to hire than it used to be. And it's even harder when you're like us, you're a small company, you're bootstrapped. So you don't have infinite budgets and endless pockets of money to throw at people like big tech companies or some of the major VC-backed startups that are unicorns out there, right? Like you can't do it on just comp alone. So you need other ways to hire and attract candidates. And so that's something I've been thinking a lot about recently. It used to be much easier for us as we've always been a fully remote company. And that used to be much rarer. Now with COVID raging on, going into two years now of COVID, everybody's, you know, in our line of work at least, is for the most part working remotely. So that's no longer as unique as it used to be. And it's not as much of an advantage for us as it used to be. So I've been thinking about other things. What are other things that set us, set us apart? And what are other things that other companies could do, similar to us, right? Like small bootstrap companies like us could do to hire. And so I've got a list of things here I'm going to run through and really in order of well, roughly most important to least. So let's get to it. So the first thing by far is to be 100% remote, is to not do any kind of hybrid workspace, to not talk about bringing people back to the office. A lot of people love remote work and they want to stay that way. And many people that are working in our big companies, Apple, for example, you know, they're being told that eventually they're going to have to go back to the office. And a lot of people don't like that. And that can be a major advantage for small companies like us. Others are saying that they're going to have hybrid environments where some people are going to be at the main campus. Other people are going to be working fully remote. And that's a really tough combination to get right. Honestly, 100% remote is much easier to get right. And I know that from experience. We've tried it. We tried for a while having a small office. And even though the vast majority of the team was 100% remote, there was a small group of us in an office. And you just end up with a two-tier group of people, group of employees. And you really don't want that. You want everybody to be on the same level playing field. So if you can commit to 100% remote work for the long term, it takes out a ton of uncertainty. And I think that's something that many, many people are looking for right now. Another one is having good culture and good leadership. And by this, as a small company like us, you have more control over your culture, right? Like once you're much, much bigger, there's a lot more people in it. It's harder to set the culture to be how you want it to be. Not that you ever have complete control over it, but a smaller group of people, you have more control over the culture. And so build a great culture, build a culture that people want to be part of, build a collaborative culture. That's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to build a company that's the kind of place that we'd want to work for, you know, and being the type of boss that you'd want to work for yourself, right? That's what we're aiming for. And I think that can really help set you apart is having that, just really focusing on building a great, great 
great culture, especially compared to uh, it could be a huge, huge benefit when competing against some of the big tech companies, which some of them have notoriously ruthless cultures. I'm not going to name any names right now, but yeah, some of them can be pretty rough to work for, right? So that can be a major advantage. Another one is having an inspiring mission and cool brand. This really started as a millennial thing, which I am millennial myself too, but this really became more important to our age group is that you know, a company needs to be about more than just making money. There needs to be a bigger purpose it serves so that people working there are excited to say they're part of it, that they, you've got a cool brand, you stand for something. And this can be a major differentiator against a lot of the unicorns out there that while they're huge and they're making tons of money, well, what they're doing isn't that cool or that exciting. Particular for me, it would be some of the financial technology stuff, fintech, you know, it just doesn't get me fired up, right? And so I think our mission is way better than that, which by the way, for us at Astropad, it's all about building tools for creative people. That's what we're about. That's what the company was originally, was originally founded for. So that's something to think about. Another thing, and this ties in also with culture actually, is to keep it family friendly. Embrace families, working parents, in particular working moms, because I know there's a lot of working, there's a lot of moms that exit out of the out of the workforce because like company culture just doesn't doesn't fit with what they want to do. And dads too for that matter. But I just know it's happens a lot to working moms. And you know, we can improve this a lot by committing to 40 hour work weeks to not having insane growth targets to allowing flexible hours. For us, the working parents at our company, Astropad, routinely tell us that the flexible hours are huge, especially for COVID right now, where remote learning is a thing. And you know, in the middle of the day, you might have to jump in to, to help the kids with their with their schoolwork if they're learning remote, right? And that's been a huge part of in fact, there's some people I think we we would have lost. They would have had to quit their job if we didn't allow that flexibility. And the thing is, they're still super productive. They're awesome. We love having them, right? And I'm actually a parent myself too. And I know how that important is too. I only have so many hours in the week, right? I can't be burning 60, 70, 80, right? Insane hours, right? Like I also want a 40 hour work week, even as a, as a founder at the company, right? Because I have a family too. I have a life too, right? And providing that to everyone in the company can be a huge advantage. All right. So compensation. Well, compensation is, of course, a big deal. That's obviously a major factor in selecting selecting pay. But I put it further down the list here because, frankly, it's hard to compete with unicorn or big tech salaries. Now, you can get closer. We always try to be competitive what we can with the market. But to get closer to top of market, you can be clever about things, right? So for us, we do that through bonuses, we do that through equity. We do that through things like time off. And really for us, a big part, like even this past year, we had a really great year, is we shared significant bonus bonuses with everybody in the company. We were sharing parts, the company profit with everybody else. And that's a way too, so that everybody through bonuses and equity can share in the upside with the company. And so that's been a big thing for us and something we will continue to do in the future, do bonuses as, as profit sharing. But that's a way that a small a small company, a bootstrap company, could be more competitive with some of the really large offers out there. Share equity, share bonuses, share both. That's what we do. We share both, right? Good years we have bonuses, and we always are giving out equity. So that's how we that's how we compete on the compensation front. Okay, benefits. 
you know, benefits are, are really nice to have. You're never going to be able to match a large company's benefits, but over time you can improve it. That's what we've done. Over time, we've added more to it. And that's also going to help people feel good about where they work, that you're adding to the benefits. For example, for us, we started with a 401k plan and then only later added matching, right, once we were able to. And so if you can improve that over time, people are going to really feel good about the place they work and that you're committed to improving the benefits, which we are, which we are over time. We do really want to expand that over time. Okay, second to last here, but probably one of my favorites. I could arguably put this in front as the top one, but I didn't. But this one is be a startup training ground. And as a small company, we've attracted other people that want to someday build their own companies. And I honestly, I really love that. I think it's great because it's a great way to learn how to build a business by being part of a business in its early stage. The thing is, if you go be like a PM or an engineer at a giant big tech or unicorn, you're so far removed from the early days of that company that the experience you're going to get is totally different and not necessarily helpful in building your own company someday. You're learning how to operate in a large or well-established startup. You're not learning how to do a startup of your own. So I think being part of a, a startup is a great way how to learn to do it yourself in the future when you wanna found your own company. We totally embrace that and we, we love that a lot of people are here, here to learn. They can help us part of the journey and they can go off and find their own thing when they feel that they've learned all that they can at Astropad. And I really like that. I actually did that in my career as well. One of the first, well, actually, technically the first place I worked out of college was actually a startup. And it was a great, great way to learn about building a company, learn what to do, what not to do. And I would totally do it again. And the final one, again, it's kind of our, kind of like, you could put this much higher up in the list, but I really wasn't sure where to put it, is to have interesting work. People want challenging, interesting work, right? Like good people, that fires them up. They like a challenge. And so if you can provide that, that's a huge step above potentially a job that pays really well, but maybe honestly is pretty boring. You're not being challenged. You're using old technology. And there's a couple different ways you can do that too. In our case, we're working on some pretty cool stuff. Well, I think so at least. Things like we have our own video codec. We have our own network protocol. We're working on creative tools. Like that all to me is like super cool and super exciting pretty unique. You know, we're not just building yet another SaaS web application, right? So that's really unique to us. But even if you are building kind of a boring SaaS application, there's other ways you can make it unique. Like you could change up the technology stack you're using, use some new cutting edge tools, right? Like do something different that's going to interest people and that's going to make it an interesting place to work. So yeah, so that's the eight items I have, at least what I've been thinking about on ways small companies like us can be better places to work and really compete with the big tech and the unicorn startups out there. So I'm curious what you think. Do you disagree with my lineup? Are there others you think I missed? Love to hear what you think. Find me on Twitter, as usual, M-R-O-N-G-E, M-R-U-N-G-E, on Twitter, or send me an email, matt at astropad.com. Always love to get feedback. Always love to hear what you think. So until next time, you take care now. Bye-bye.